0: Welcome to the Made for Mondays podcast, For each week we dig a little deeper into Sunday messages from Believers Church and learn how to apply them to our day-to-day lives. Now, here are your hosts, Executive Director Heather Carl, Creative Pastor Sam Hager, and Senior Pastor Jamie Stewart. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Made for Mondays podcast. I guess good afternoon by the time you listen to this. Uh, my name is Jamie, and I am so glad that you are here and Right here at the table with me, I have...
1: Tyler, hanging out. They let me back. Feels yes. good.
0: Good.
2: Yep, and Samuel's here today. This might be the first time we, all three of us have done a podcast together, yes?
0: Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think so. Feels so, good. Yeah. Feels That's right. Really good. It does, it does feel right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot
1: of testosterone going on. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and here
0: we are talking about godly men. <laughs> yep. And... Unfortunately, well, we we're we, the only three yeah, yeah, available. We, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's way more godly men here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, how'd your weekend go, guys? Oh, it's good. My parents were in
1: town all weekend. Nice. Can you know can go either way, but it was really good. It <laughs> can go either way. <laughs> it's actually really, really good. Good. Uh, we went to the botanical gardens.
0: Nice. In Norfolk, which
1: is really cool. It is was, very nice. Yeah.
0: My car broke down there once. Oh. Uh, that's, yes. <laughs> that's not good. That was
2: awesome. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah.
1: I've never been there. You should really go. It took a um, pontoon out and we went around like their little cove or whatever. It's the only one in the entire country that has two tours, one by boat and by land. Really? Oh, and wow. Wow. I'm surprised look at, by that. Look at you. you, guys, you know?
2: <laughs> now, I don't think that would normally be categorized as a manly thing, right? So I mm. love that. I love that. I appreciate We that. can do those things. We can tie it in. It's still manly. It's still manly.
0: <laughs> and we're going to get to this in just a little bit, but did you see any particular birds or anything? Yeah. That?
1: I did. Saw some egrets. Saw some blue herons. Oh, nice. wow. It's it very cool. Yeah. some cardinals. Yeah, very. And cool. And the guy was a bird guy too. Oh, I do know really? people know that. I'm a bird guy. Yeah, Love birds. Hearing birds go, I can yeah identify them. Birds and dolphins. Yeah,
0: birds and dolphins. So, Yeah. Yeah, the first it's, time that I knew that Tyler was uh, new things about birds was we were taking furniture over to my son's house. Yep. And oh, it, there's right. a couple birdhouses there, and he said something. Some bird, I don't remember what it was, but he's like, it's kind of rare for them to be in a in a birdhouse like that. And I was like, wait a second <laughs> You know what kind of bird that is?
1: <laughs> yep that's a, I don't know if it was a robin or an eastern bluebird or something but well, yeah. I was
0: there for that and I thought
2: he was just joking Yeah, I didn't realize
0: He actually knows things oh, about that's birds great.
1: It's a weird thing
2: yeah, no. no, it's not weird. It's no. you know, that's true. It's not weird. It's just things. Like, there you go. That's, it's an interesting. Well, we uh, had um,
0: surprising thing about Tyler.
2: <laughs> yeah, we had a uh, the, when we moved down here a long time ago. We had friends come down and visit us like the first little bit we were here. And he's a big bird guy, and he said there's something down here about like like there's good good bird watching places around here. I didn't know that was a thing, but yeah. What a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You got the beach. You got, you know, the inland. Yeah. A lot of cool birds around. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I can top that,
1: but um, (laughs) what a weekend. Did you you guys go out to dinner or anything? Yeah, we went to a few places. We're trying to. So I grew up in the South, man. It was pork and, you know, steak, potatoes. And so Karina introduced me to a lot of different food that I would never try. And so now, trying to get my family to eat like <laughs> different things, you know, right. it's been it's been a challenge. But you know, we're getting there with All the right. ninja. Yes, which is really good for them. Okay, good. And, you know, some Japanese. So that was yeah. Did you do the sushi there? No, they oh, did not mess with sushi. The,
0: they do the steak. They did do the steak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. they do the steak <laughs> yeah. and chicken. It's good call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's safe. Yeah,
2: that I, safe. that's one of my favorite sushi places. Yeah, shout out to Ninja. It's really good. Yeah um we did i really did not do much this weekend we had friends over you did like me huh yeah we had friends over. yes yeah, gonna be a great start to the podcast yeah super exciting um, <laughs> we played cards friday night made smash burgers on the blackstone that's always good yeah that was delicious um and then the buddy that was over with with his family we made bigger patties for the guys yes yeah, well. it was really good <laughs> um and then yeah played cards friday night played cards saturday night and just hung out it was very relaxing which is nice very nice um i think i've told some of you guys but i've recently reconnected with a bunch of my college roommates yeah like through texting yeah. and stuff and so i it's very rare that i stay up late playing video games anymore i'm just i get really tired yeah. but you get older. Um, yeah i stayed up stayed up late a couple nights wow. and yeah
0: had a had a great day that's had a great weekend awesome, just man. hanging out and playing that's video a good games. weekend it was yeah. Yeah. It was really good yeah. Yep. yeah yeah, my weekend was um, not super fun necessarily, but full. So we had a lot going on with my daughter who had surgery. Sorry. Um, thur- I guess it was Thursday. Um, but yeah, so she—that was the first surgery she's ever had. I've never had surgery. Have you, really? Have either of you? Oh yeah, sur- you have mm-hmm.
1: wisdom you teeth, have. but. Yeah, I had te- you know, I've had teeth. Like yeah, I've had teeth. Are we counting like, tonsils out? Did you have your yeah, tonsils ton- out? No, I didn't have my tonsils really?
0: out. Really? Uh-uh. Oh, wow. No, so I I have had a bunch of teeth extracted and put under for that, but I've never had like surgery. Oh, I had surgery. a
2: nose surgery. Broke my nose. Oh, I heard that once. Yeah, and they okay. had to re-break it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I've never told that story. <laughs> no, I've never. <laughs> wow. I, I barely, Tyler's <laughs> never heard it, see? So I, <laughs> I barely remember that. Broke it playing basketball. Okay. Deviated septum? And, and that's why now today- yeah, it doesn't you, look like I had a nose job, but yeah. I have had a nose job. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's, all it's all crooked. And but
0: here's uh, one of I mean, we talked about one of Tyler's unknown talents. He can spot different birds. Yeah. You can <sighs> whistle through your there nose. It is. <laughs> yeah, you can hear it. Yeah, that's my deviated septum. <laughs> so lots of surprising <laughs> yeah. talents. There
2: we go. Yeah, that is a surgery of mine. So Anyways. yeah. So Sarah had I, never
0: had a surgery, and um, I think the the pain. Afterwards Mm. was a little surprising and a little hard to manage. And, um, so
2: she'd never been like under anesthesia and stuff, maybe? uh,
0: Maybe for wisdom teeth. Yeah. But I think that's about it. Yeah. That's so, yeah. That's
2: wild coming out of that. Yeah.
0: So it was, uh, it was just kind of a, it was a lot. We had, um, she was supposed to spend the night at the hospital, and they had no beds. Oh, good. Wow. So that was awesome. So yeah. they said you could either spend the night on a gurney in post-op or go home. What did she choose? Went home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So that was uh, a chunk of my weekend. And then on Saturday morning, super exciting, Bonnie and I, we bought a fire pit not that long oh, ago. Oh, yeah. There you go. And uh, oh, getting yeah, it, getting ready this. to use it. And I need to get some wood. Yes, that's a good. That's one of the key ingredients. It's usually a the third, a third or fourth.
2: Third or fourth step.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I bought the fire pit thing. Yeah. And now I need wood. All right
2: now, did you like? Did you build the pit or just like kind of like one of the like? I the bought big... a
0: solo stove. The smokeless. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Super okay. excited about it. They had one of those at Wyoming. Where? Oh my gosh, I this was. is gonna
2: sound so stupid. So it burns real. Yeah. Like. Firewood in it. Yeah. But it doesn't.
0: It doesn't. It's. It, the way it's vented, it doesn't it doesn't offer up a lot of smoke. Wow, awesome. yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, so um, I needed a, a rack to put the firewood yeah. on, and I was looking online at different options, and they're like three, four hundred bucks for these right. racks. And uh, a friend of mine uh, watched, sent me a YouTube video, and for seventy five dollars, made a pretty solid yeah wood rack. So I'm very excited. I saw what you did. I've seen that before.
2: I've thought about doing
0: that. I'm the least handy person on the planet. So I I really just took orders and did what I was told. And it, I mean, literally we were done in 30 minutes. It was super fast and it looks like it's going to work pretty well.
2: I was like, he posted on social. Didn't somebody, um, somebody else posted where there's like, a fifteen-hour thing you can set yeah. up. I don't remember For who the, that was. Yeah, but just, someone
0: posted. Yeah, you, the, this little rack. It might have been Brian Oval. I can't remember. Yeah, but there's this little rack, like a shaped You put logs on it, and as they burn, the logs drop into the fire. Like, yeah, like the genius. lazy man. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's kind of camping man. I would do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's, pretty
2: that's, sweet. That's, yeah, that's, that's. I might have awesome. to build that too because we love. We, we do a bunch hey, of fires in the. You let me know. Winter. I come over and help me. I pretty much know how to do it. Oh man, that'll be fun. I don't have any
0: tools though. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll figure it out. Yeah. How hard could it be? Right.
2: Uh, you just stuck a piece of couple pieces of wood, right? We well, have in to the cut the cement blocks. Yeah. You, put, you do
0: have to cut them. Yeah. All right. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need help. <laughs> yeah. That's why I needed somebody because I don't have any tools. So yeah. Someone right came yeah. over with power tools and, um, yeah, it's only it's like four cuts on the. On the boards, yeah, and then
2: I loved your post too. You're like, it's like the and then you need the screws. Great, you got to hmm. screw them together. It's the great uh, pastor post on social media. It's like, oh, I just got to find some, yeah, some firewood somewhere. If I don't know had- if you have a tree. <laughs> if you you have know, a tree. I don't hey. know where I'll find it. Sudden, yeah, like twenty pe- people already. <laughs> so yeah, if yeah, you I'll
0: have bring a, over some, <laughs> I'll, I'll some just wood. say you know, like if you have a tree that fell down in your yard, you're not sure what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Let me know.
2: Or if you just have some like dried. Dried yeah, wood laying out back for the last three years. You me, haven't been I'll using take that it. too. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. I will too. I'll just throw that out there. Yeah.
0: I'll share, you yeah. know, anything that comes in, you get twenty five percent. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be great. Oh, very good. So uh this week we wrapped up our series Identity Defined, which was a series that Douglas Vance uh planned. That was oh, wow. that was his his series planning, it was my oh boy a, Doug. Way to go! Yep, it was a good series. It I was. think an important one for our cultural moment, and uh, we wrapped it up. Tyler uh, gave a good word yesterday on a godly man, and the whole p- purpose of the series is try to help people find their identity, their true identity as followers of of Jesus. Um, and so, Tyler, you taught us about the identity of a godly man, and um. Our teaching team, we're, we're not like we're not in a competition, right? So Doug, me, Tyler, Heather—it's not a competition, no. But following last week's message, I was a little worried for you, Tyler, <laughs> yes. um, because Heather—that message was so good. It was. I was yeah. like, man, poor Tyler. People he were crying all that, yeah, People that, were, and yeah. you're like, what am I? What do I got to do? That's this? a tough message to follow. <laughs> yeah, it was. So, <laughs> but you did a good job, and you started you with a question: uh, When you think of manly, what comes to mind? And um, why why is it important for us to think past the stereotypical examples of manliness when we talk about this? Because you you know you threw up. On the screen, Batman, your favorite. Oh, of course. You're wearing a Batman shirt right now. Actually, I yeah. didn't plan that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the Holy Spirit happened. did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some things you don't have to plan. You just follow his prompting. That's right. That's right. He put Denzel up there. Yep. yep. Uh You got a lot of cheers for Denzel. Got yeah. a lot of cheers for that. Yeah, yeah.
1: That was pretty cool. I mean, who
0: doesn't like Denzel? That's, yeah. For one of my real. favorites. Yeah. yeah. Chris the Rock. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm glad somebody caught that, too. You know, his uh, Can You Smell? Did yeah. somebody help finish that? i but was they very did? proud of that yeah so i had to, service, yeah. we were down leading i was lead in
2: bk for the first half of the message so i didn't i didn't get to see all those uh, and i got to see them during run through so i was wondering what how the response was all your pictures i yeah. appreciated it i should have yeah. brought the people's elbow oh yeah that would be great yeah i don't know we could have got you to stand up like on the side you could have done the <laughs> oh, whole that thing been aw-
1: <laughs> next time
0: <laughs> yep and then then brawny oh yeah paper. Paper towel guy. He yeah. looks a lot like Doug. When he said he Bronnie. Does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. well, it's yeah. The well. same. they have the same shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know where we were going with that. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. He's got good hair, too. Yeah. yeah. Doug does. Doug's does. got a good
2: beard going yeah. and all those things. That's I mean, true. Supermanly. super manly. Yeah, he yeah. is very manly. Yeah. So, <laughs> 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 back to the question, though. <laughs> yes.
0: Super manly. Why is it important to think past these stereotypical examples that we just got done reciting yeah
1: yeah i think because unfortunately culture has just kind of become part of the church in a sense in that way and not in a good way where we can associate those kind of yes they're like some men just look like that genetics whatever it is but to associate that with what it means to be a godly man or a man in general yeah it's just harmful because some not everybody's gonna look like that act like that do those things yeah and it just limits the expression of God's character when we, you know, assign the way someone's height, whether yeah. they had a beard or not, yeah. kids or not, those things, to what it means to be a godly man. It's just... Yeah. And it's yeah.
0: it's not only bad in the church, but it's even just bad culturally. Yes. Yeah. So I was watching... Uh, I love watching documentaries. I watched um, a Netflix documentary on um, Tao.
2: Yeah. Did yeah. you watch that? Yes. I mean, yeah, I know the story. I started to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to watch that, yeah. Need to so
0: uh, it was really kind of interesting. So what's Man- it? Manti Teo. Manti Teo, yeah. football player, Notre Dame Chargers yeah. was a Sandy. Uh, yeah, Notre Dame player. Um and big story, you know, he got catfished basically yes. his senior year. He
2: was like the first big catfish. Yeah,
0: and um they interviewed as part of the documentary the person who had catfished him. Yep, mm-hmm. and um he is someone who identifies as a woman and um, was talking to him as if he thought he was talking to a woman. He right. thought it was his girlfriend kind of thing. But what was really interesting is in the interview, um, the person identifying as a woman stated, like she, she, he played um, all kinds of sports and whatever and hated yeah. it. Yep. And, and it was just kind of interesting, like part of that person's story was I didn't feel as if I fit into what the culture was telling me as a man I needed to be, and so therefore it caused this identity crisis in this person who now wow. is a uh, cross-dresser and yeah. it, it, more of a transvestite type person than a than identifying as a woman i think that yeah
2: that was i mean that's a really good example because when i was watching that i was thinking that too and um she has a amazing voice like they were they were showing her like leading worship they they said like it was family faith and football that was like their three things in the culture that they grew up in and uh it was there was she had so many she does have so many talents yeah um, but yeah, she just kind of got confused in that whole that whole lifestyle. Yeah, so I just
0: wow. I just watched that over the weekend, and and I knew this message was coming, and I just thought, man, that's you know, it's not just a problem in the church; it's really kind of that's what's a driving point. a lot of what's the this confusion around our identity, and and it is one of those things. Like if I don't fit in to brawny man. Mm-hmm. Right, um, yeah. man. I have. I now have an identity crisis because I don't know who I am. If that's if that's what being a man is, then that's not me. So I must not be a man. Yeah, right. And of course, you know, we're not just talking about manliness. We're talking about a godly man. And um, so, when you looked at what a a godly man is, you said there were two different uh, characteristics that were important for for a godly man and none of them really have to do with all of those stereotypical things right no not at all so the first one was uh godly men follow jesus and you chose paul as your example and you took us to galatians 2 where paul talks about being crucified with christ so how should how should that verse that idea of being crucified with christ um how should that inform us in our search for our identity
1: you know, it was funny, I was talking to, when my dad was here, we had a good conversation about that, about, he was asking, when we are with people, talking to people, hanging out, and all those things, like, how do we, because G- he said, Jesus did it so well, grace and truth, hmm. I can never do that, I, I can't be like him, yeah. and then it was like a, almost like a little realization, but like, it's like, dad, he, yes, he, you won't, you can't be as, like, he's he's perfect, he's God in the flesh, all that, but he lives in you. yes. And he is going to, he gives you whatever supernatural gifts to be able to live and do the things that he was doing. And it was it was a really cool moment. Yeah. And I think when it comes to this, at how it should inform our search of identity, all of his perfection, all of his righteousness, all of the goodness that he is when you trust him is just given to you. And he yeah. l- literally takes up residence in you and wants to walk with you. To show his kingdom to the world, yeah. and I know that can get confusing, and we can put, I don't know, try to make that something more than the simplicity of it. But he just literally lives inside of you to empower you to do what he's whatever he's calling you to do to look like him.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so good, and that's what Paul did. Yeah, um, I, that that's so good. I had in my uh, my daily. I get a uh, a daily reading email from. Um, Wild at Heart Ministries, John Eldridge, General. Steph, and um, I got this one this morning, and it says, part of our healing comes with forgiveness of ourselves and others, and part of it comes with repentance, but first, we have to begin with how God sees us. He sees you. Do you know you are deeply and completely loved? Romans eight thirty eight and 39. You are totally and completely forgiven. 1 John 2, 12. When God sees you, he sees the righteousness of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5:21. You mean the whole world to him. John 3:16. Um he's committed to your restoration. Romans 8:29. Um you are not now nor have you ever been alone. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 13:5. 5. Wow. Yeah, just this I think that that whole concept of, you know, Christ in us, such a powerful powerful um thing to to meditate on and it does i mean it just changes everything it
1: does
2: yeah it's it changes your like it changes where you're looking it changes your yes. focus like for me i think we get wrapped up like as guys of all the things that we want to be able to accomplish what we want to be good at what we want to try to mm-hmm. maybe beat the the guy next to us at right so all those things those giftings are important but our focus is supposed to be on Jesus and what Jesus is doing, what Jesus is calling us to um, and reflecting him way more than us trying to reflect maybe something that we're good at or something that yeah. we enjoy doing. Yeah. Um, so I just really like that perspective that you gave us yesterday, Tyler. I appreciate it, man.
0: Yeah. So then um, you gave the illustration of um, the book fair. What's that called? What kind of book fair is <laughs> scholastic it? Scholastic Oh, book yeah, fair. the Scholastic yeah. Book Fair. Did you
2: have that, Jamie, back in the back
0: I don't the think I I don't think <laughs> I so, but I okay. know our kids did and yeah. they loved it. Oh man, it was oh, great. Yeah. They loved it. It was everything. It was I, awesome. You and would you go could, your money could go a long way. I it mean, could back in the day. Yeah. Five man, bucks. And yeah. I was
2: I'd walk out with a poster, I'd walk like, out with uh pencils. Uh um, maybe some erasers. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun it was it was really and fun. you'd yeah. get really mad when one of your friends get to bring like 25 bucks oh man, like, so are you kidding sad. me and <laughs> so they buy bad. everything you're like oh, okay i got a, a <laughs> swirly pencil <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i ever bought a book no definitely definitely didn't do a book
0: uh, that's funny our kids <laughs> bought books <laughs> but yeah yeah so, Tyler, was t- supposed to. tell us about the, <laughs> the prized possession that you came home with.
1: Oh, man. I, you know, I go in there. I've always you know loved animals, loved the zoo, all that. And so when I see that- What was your major
0: in college? Biology. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. this,
1: is, this is how you're wired. Just, it just was. And I saw that that poster, and that was it. I didn't want anything else. Yeah. I had whatever money I had
0: was did going the, to that. Did the phrase on there just really resonate with you, too? <laughs> it did.
1: <laughs> so- <laughs> It was a for those who weren't able to watch. It was a dolphin poster it had two dolphins on it. Yeah, and it said "Friendship, the Porpoise of Life." Yes, <laughs> oh man, that's it was so amazing. Good. That's, and I was so amazing. excited, man. They didn't have any bird
2: posters. No.
1: Oh wow, that was the only poster with animals on it. Yeah, everything else was like monster trucks or sports for you know. Uh, it for was for the sports boys. cars too. Yeah, sports yeah. cars, yeah. and then for the girls they had other things. But <laughs> I, oh, I guess they, <laughs> what I got was for girls. I think too. they had the dolphin
2: poster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: But, and so I get it, and I was so excited, man. I hung it up immediately, and then you know after school, I asked my friends, come over. Yeah. I want them to see the poster, most I of mean, all, so. but, but yeah. we played, whatever, 64, and they see it, man, and they just start laughing at me, and uh. it's like, it's, I thought you didn't have a sister. Like, why is this yeah. on the right. <laughs> Uh, man, and man, it was just bad. So I threw it away oh. and got a Michael Jordan poster. For so it you up. didn't just like
0: hang it in your closet? You no, got I was so it. upset, man. I just
1: like, I can't, I'm a boy and I can't like this. So I threw it away. Yeah, I was wow. done. Yeah,
0: in my room, I had, um, I had Farrah Fawcett poster. Oh, really? Yeah, Cheryl Teague's. Wow. All right, and Kiss yeah those were the you were a rebel yeah <laughs> i would never have been allowed to have that in my room <laughs> what did you have hanging in your room
2: um not much maybe just some like inspirational quotes <laughs> um, <laughs> um i don't know what else team i work. did yeah teamwork team makes the dream work <laughs> like those kind of things um <laughs> i don't know i didn't really hang much up I guess. I mean. Uh, oh, you know what? So I used to get um, the magazines. So I used to put up like the sports. Oh, the, so I had you know all the the '96 okay. Bulls and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I would hang that stuff well, up. But
0: well, Tyler went to Michael Jordan after that. Yes, yeah, which that's pretty safe. I was fine for that. Yeah. yeah, no issues. <laughs> yeah. So um, that dynamic still plays out today, though. I mean, yeah. for for us as adults, right? I mean, yeah. So um, how can we? How can we navigate, you know, just the the pressure to be something that we're not, that we aren't, or uh, you don't have you don't have kids, but you know you've been a youth pastor. You know how do you how do you coach parents in helping their kids navigate that? Because that's a that's a real pressure. I mean, like what you experience there. I mean, we laugh at it, and it's you know it's a funny story, but I mean. It, it had to have an impact on you for you to to yeah. hang on to that story this long right yeah
1: yeah man and i so when i was a youth pastor i was uh i was in omaha and we were in the inner city and we had this super weird mix of kids so we had like the suburb predominantly white kids who came to this church because of who the guys who planted it but it was in the inner city and so we had a lot of inner city kids coming too yeah and you saw a lot of those dynamics play out with them because a lot of the suburb kids, they like board games and they liked, uh, you know, art and different things like that. And those hood kids, man, they would just roast them, yeah. pick on them. It was bad. And so mm-hmm. we really had to do a lot of work to say, hey, y'all, I know that you love sports. You love hip hop, rap, all those things. But these things are pretty cool, too. And just letting them get to do those things mm-hmm. where we didn't make fun of them. We encouraged it. And I think just letting them see that, now oh, this stuff is actually kind of cool yeah. in a sense and letting them see that those kids, just because they like that stuff, that they weren't weird or yeah. different or anything like that. It took a while. Yeah. It wasn't a quick process, but just letting them kind of interact with it and do it. Yeah. I, I really appreciate you saying
2: that yesterday too, because I, I think it could have been really easy for us to say like all these, the things you listed before, the Batman, the rock, like yeah. being like, if you like to lift weights or you like to do like camping and hunting all that stuff, like just it doesn't mean that that's a bad thing. It doesn't no. mean you have to like go to your softer side or whatever you're thinking. I just thought you did a good job of balancing the two things. It's like, that's still like, if you, if you enjoy those things and you like, that's, that's a really great it's thing, it's great. but that's not the only thing that can make a man, a man or, or even like a godly man. Right. So exactly. it's, it's those separate things. I was thinking of another story. Uh, well, this is kind of like your poster story. Okay. So I sing now, um a lot yeah uh but
0: and you have the voice of an angel well thank you Jamie.
2: yeah thanks guys um but (laughs) when i was in eighth grade i can remember my older sister she was in like the show choirs and the choirs in high school and she was like you need to do show choir and i was like absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) and you imagine walking into eighth grade being in show choir i was like no but she like talked to me and i got a couple of my buddies and we did it and we did we got roasted did you and so that was the only year i did that but, like, I actually really enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed it. I liked mm-hmm. the singing part, maybe not the dancing as much, but, like, I just enjoyed doing those things. But, yeah, it was one of those, like, the stereotype of that is, like, you better not do that because it's like what you were saying yes. about some of the kids were into the rap, into the sports, and yeah. the other kids into the arts. But when you get to experience maybe the other side, like, it, it opens up, like, oh, I actually really do actually, enjoy this. Yes. I enjoy doing those things. So. I don't know how to break that down. I don't yeah. know how to break those barriers down. Yeah. It's man, tough. it is really tough.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think you know as a as a parent for, you know, my two kids, they're very different from one another, and um. And Derek was never been a sportsy guy. Like he's just that's just not his thing, and I played, you know, basketball and. Uh, baseball and football and you know i was i did all of the all of the things ran track all the stuff and um you know along comes my son who doesn't really like any of those things and so trying to just let him be who he is and figure out what he's passionate about and then encouraging him in that you know like I, i would encourage parents to try not to replicate yourself in your kids you know that's a That's a trap that a lot of parents fall into. It's
2: good. I mean, even with my son, he's in the middle of my two daughters in age-wise, and I had two older sisters. So that that helped a lot of things. I think I was, like, the only kid with bedazzled (laughs) lunch pail. (laughs) (laughs) That's a joke for a comedian. But, um, like, I think that, that helped, too. But, again, I think it goes back to allowing experiences to happen. Yeah. Because it could be an art thing. It could be a singing thing. Yeah. Um, and you don't know like you don't know where God's gonna be calling yeah. your kid to in the future. Like that could be a major thing. If I would have stuck with that, like I could have learned piano and that would have helped me out a ton in yeah. <laughs> in what I do <laughs> as a career. Um, but you know, it, it came later in life, but I think just the experiences and allowing them to yeah. experience things and have conversations, um, yeah, I think that could change everything.
0: Yeah. So good. Um, next you you talked about how godly men need friendship and man this was such a good portion of your talk and it really resonated with me and and i'm sure with many others so you took us to jonathan and david to illustrate this or to yeah jonathan and david uh remind us again of their relationship uh what was going on and then um can you read that that verse that you read in your message Yeah, most definitely. About David talking about his friend after he passed.
1: I can do that. Um, So Saul was the king of Israel, and the scene that the verse that I'll read comes from is after probably David's most famous moment when he killed Goliath. And so Saul says, "All right, I'm taking you into my kingdom, and you're you're never going to leave." And so you can imagine David, like I said, he's probably late teens, early twenties. Never gets to go home. And so that would have been very lonely. And Saul had a son named Jonathan that would have been next in line to be king. And yet he knows that God has chosen David to be king mm-hmm. and he loves David. He befriends him. And I don't I love that scripture really doesn't say why he did. I maybe they just had a connection. Yeah. They just, you know, became brothers, but it was just really cool to see Jonathan sacrifice his position and say, man, I'm just going to love on David, befriend him, be a yeah, brother. You, you yeah.
0: mentioned yesterday that that uh, Jonathan's actually a beautiful picture of Christ. Yeah. I'd never heard that before, but as you talked through it, I was like, man, I mean, it's a powerful picture of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because
1: he laid everything aside that he yeah. had, and I'm going to give it all to this. Yeah, he, yeah. Was,
0: he was totally entitled to the throne. Yes. And he lays it all aside, gives up his privilege yeah. for... For David. To save this kid, yeah, wow. yeah, and I
1: I didn't talk about it much, but like Saul, he kind of lost it. He he, he kind of went crazy. <laughs> yeah, kind of, <laughs> definitely, definitely did. <laughs> tried to kill David a couple times, and Jonathan stepped in on his like to the king to his father, and that's just not something that you do. And Saul was not happy about it, no, mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And he did it out of love, and that yeah. is the love that David talks about. So I don't. Did you want me to read? Yeah, the the
0: verse that that where David talks about Jonathan after Jonathan had passed. Yeah, let me pull that up real quick. While you're doing line. that,
1: I was going to say that also
2: about it is, um, and you uh, when you were mentioning it yesterday, I just thought how much time David and Jonathan ended up spending together because yeah. David, you know, ripped from his home, he's taken from his home, he's now in this new place. Like they, they probably went through whatever kind of schooling they did. Like they, they probably went through a lot of different experiences together. They were, yeah. they were able to talk to each other all the time. Like they developed a relationship. That ultimately changed Israel. I mean, crazy. It, it changed yes. everything. The genealogy of it, Je- like everything. It yeah, it's just amazing.
1: Yeah, from from that friendship and kind of like Sam was saying, they built this friendship, and they had a, a deep, intimate bond. And so here's what David said after Jonathan was killed in battle: It's Second Samuel, uh, verse one twenty six. Excuse me, Second Samuel chapter one verse twenty six says, "I grieve for you, Jonathan, my brother. You were such a friend to me." Your love for me was more wondrous than the love of women. Yeah. And
0: you mentioned yeah. yesterday, you know, you read that verse and it, your first reaction is always cringe. Yeah. Every, even, even that,
1: I, I just cringe at it. And that's just not, why is it such a bad thing yeah. for men to have that kind yeah. of relationship, that kind of bond?
0: So that's, I've, I've been, uh, talking to a counselor for a few weeks now and probably will be for a few months at least. Um, and one of the things that he said to me is um, it doesn't have to be weird. Don't make it weird. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's pretty good. And he was talking about like, <laughs> you know, it's weird to talk to someone about what's going on deep inside of you. And he said, you know, like what if that wasn't weird? Like what if it was just normal that two people who love Jesus Opened up to each other and shared what was going on in their heart. Yeah. Like that doesn't have to be weird. Let's it let's just say that's not weird. Don't be weird. And just do it, man. So, you know, this yeah. this thing with Jonathan and David, you know, like we we hear that and our we go to the Oh, that's weird. Right. But it's, it's, what if it wasn't weird? What if it just wasn't like what if that was the
1: norm? Yeah. And what what we do <clears throat> when we don't do that, what if that was weird? Yeah, you what know? if that <laughs> was weird? It's the opposite, yeah
0: yeah but it, I think you're right we We tend to live in the shallows, you know, relationally we don't we don't go We don't go to places that have the potential to deepen our relational bonds. Why do you think that is?
1: Man, that's a good question i I mean for me, what it was was i whether it was my the way I grew up, not sharing emotion or culture or whatever, just never being vulnerable. And not letting people in, like that close to me to see that I wasn't this great choir kid or I mm. wasn't this I didn't want people that close to me. Mm. And yeah. I didn't know that it was like a subconscious thing. Like yeah. not really something that I did willing like willingly I guess, or but a, Yeah. Just not wanting to be vulnerable, I think, is what kept me from it. It's probably a lot of people too.
2: Yeah, I think it's self preservation. I mean you yeah. it feels like you're protecting yourself. Right. It feels like you're protecting yourself because I and I know growing up in church even um, I can remember like testimony nights, and you know, like people would stand up and give their testimonies, right? And sometimes they got wild. But
0: <laughs> that Nazarene church, yeah. No, <laughs> I can
2: remember standing up and like sharing something, and feeling like the Holy Spirit was telling me I need to share this because maybe someone else needs to hear, or just I, you just need to say this. And it's not like our, it wasn't like a thousand people. It was like you know, sure. just a Sunday night service, a little, little service. But you would, I would immediately sit down, and you're like all of a sudden you feel this like sense of like, oh, why did I, why did yeah. I just do that? I'm yep. going to, that's, that was kind of embarrassing. I can't imagine what someone's going to think of me now. It's that self-preservation, yeah. right? Of, that's, of wow. when you don't want to be vulnerable. And that's, that's all I could think of um, when you were sharing yesterday is like for guys, I, I I imagine maybe it happens with women too, but for guys, that's, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, and that's what you were saying about your counselor. Like, yeah, even your counselor, you're there, <laughs> you're <laughs> you're there to it. talk about everything. You're still like, uh, I don't know don't if I need this. to share this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yep. I don't know.
0: Yeah, we used to me and uh, a friend used to joke about testimony nights because uh, no one ever shared anything that they were currently struggling with. Oh yeah, it was I in used, the past. It oh, was like was oh, a long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> it's like like you're Saturday, <laughs> Saturday night. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I used to struggle with this. Yeah, back on Saturday <laughs> last week. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Um, I'm I was going to ask you guys.
2: So knowing David's. Uh, Past with women uh, and things like that you said that in that verse it wasn't like this sexual thing between david and jonathan but it caught me on the line but like david even said like my love for women and it made me think like we all know his love for women <laughs> <We know> that. <laughs> um that so i i didn't i didn't read that as like a sexual thing i read that as like he's he obviously had a struggle there and it was something that god was working in his life on and all these different things i'm just wondering like is that a like, is that a, am I reading that wrong
1: or is that is that too much or was that, I don't know. How do you read that? I think you're reading it right. OK, I I think I, you know, even when I was researching it, that just kept popping up. Yeah. Like, are they David and Jonathan homosexuals? Are they oh, yeah. have this right. relationship right. that right. constantly kept coming oh, up? Yeah. So I was like, man, I mean, even when I read it the very first time, I remember thinking like, man, is is that what is that kind of love that he's talking about? Yeah. You know, but so yeah, I definitely read it the other way. Not like how you did, right? And so I think a lot of people, even when I read it out loud, I heard a couple people say, "Oh,
0: yeah,
1: well, yeah." I heard, yeah, I heard some audible kind of gasps or whatever it was. But have you ever, yeah. have you ever read or looked up any of that stuff? Or
0: I've seen a lot of the articles that talk about you know David and Jonathan being homosexual and whatever. And I think, you know, isn't that interesting that that two guys who have a bond, the only, the only conclusion I can make is they must be be homosexual. Yeah. And is that, I mean, that's kind of a sad commentary on the relational state of men. Like it is, we just don't have much capacity to experience that relationships the way God intended them to be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the, the whole idea of. Like two guys making each other better—the iron sharpening iron, you know—all of all of that. Like, none of that happens if we stay in the shallows. Yeah, you know, yep. if if we don't go past, you know, how you doing? Good. I'm
2: good. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking sports or talking weather. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're our own worst enemy. You're not going any further than that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So so Tyler, I love that you shared um, how you got introduced into going a little deeper in relationships with guys and the first thing that you talked about was the huddle yes sir so tell me about the huddle what was it and how did that get started for you how'd you get into that
1: yeah so that was just a part of city groups there what we call B groups here was so you get into a city group whatever it was guys girls. how how many people
0: are, are in one of those typically 10 to 15 okay So very similar to what we do.
1: Very, very similar. And so they had an extra thing on top of that was the goal was to get people to a huddle. And so a huddle was gender specific, two to three people, well, three to four, sorry. And it was a place where, because trying to sometimes sharing some deep stuff in a big group setting just is not not the way to go it can be yeah it's not, yeah, it's, sure. not always appropriate. it's not always appropriate yeah. yeah yep and so bringing it down to that level
0: or it's also intimidating if you're very you know, true yeah, especially to. for me i was yeah. i was not about that and yeah. so
1: those two guys just knew i didn't have that and so they just kind of invited me into theirs and that was the goal was to talk about life share you know general things but the goal was to get to where you confess in or talk about things you're struggling with and we encourage each other and held each other accountable.
0: Yeah. I loved and how man. you told that story. Like, there's three chairs, <laughs> the first two your eyes are getting <laughs> yeah. big. Like,
1: heart's going, man. Yeah, you're
0: like, uh-oh. And here it comes. But, <laughs> <Pass. laughs> <because laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good, yeah, y'all. I'm good. That was good. They,
1: and they wouldn't let me get by with that because they knew I wanted to and they knew just a little bit about me. But just seeing how they did it and how they how they encouraged and loved each other pointed each other back to Jesus and I was like man because of Jesus I can be weak and mm-hmm. they can come alongside me and it was it all just flowed out and that just became the norm you know just yeah. started to do that but I had an issue with vulnerability still I could tell you what was going on but to ask for help and to do that part was very hard for me still mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
0: but then you talked about the Christian frat house oh lord yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how did that sense of community help you to grow spiritual? Like just spiritually, just in practical ways, what are what are some ways that that was helpful?
1: Well, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, when you go through a summer in Omaha where it's like a hundred degrees, and you don't have AC, oh, you, man. You, you you just bond with yeah. people who are in that <laughs> who are in that with you. So I think that was part of it. Yeah, but mi- misery misery yeah, less company, you does. know. But I think we were all we were either all dating or single, whatever it was. And we just said, man, like we're never going to get this opportunity again. We were all in our late, like mid to late twenties. We're like, y'all one rent is never going to be this cheap again. So enjoy (laughs) that. (laughs) So enjoy that part. Yeah. But then like when you get married and those things happen, you know, sometimes you just kind of lose that you don't want to, but you can just lose the time and capacity to have those kind of friendships and all. So he's like, y'all, we're just going to enjoy this we just committed to it.
0: Yeah, so you're just super so, intentional on it. Yeah.
1: That, that was and I think that was it. It's just trying to be intentional about yeah. it. And we can do that in our friendships now. Just yeah. say, man, like let's be intentional to try to do this and
0: and and what are some ways that, that that decision to 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 do that to be intentional about forming relationships with those guys, how did that form you spiritually?
1: Man, I think it helped me to just be open and honest, and to know that I wasn't alone in ninety five percent of the struggles I was having; mm. those guys were going through the same kind of things. Yeah. And I think that helped me to grow spiritually because they they just wouldn't let me get by with not talking about stuff. They would yeah. ask me, and not just ask me how I was, and when I said good, they would say, <laughs> "What does that even mean?" Like what you know? And they just kept they, they pried, and it worked. It helped. Yeah, and I think just spiritually, man, seeing what they were doing. Seeing us be open and honest. I think like I was a I was very good at theology. I was really good at memorizing stuff and learning the books and doing that. But like the relationship piece of Walking with Jesus, I just struggled with. Yeah. And so seeing that with them opened up so many more things than ever any theological book I ever read. Or did. Yeah. So it was it was really cool.
0: Yeah, so the engagement of your heart over your just your brain, hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's really good, and that's 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 where, you know, we talk about this all the time. But that's that's where love of God grows as you learn to love people, and yeah. so until you until you enter into relationship with people, yeah, um, your love with God itself is is actually not going to grow. Them. i going to stay re- relatively. I think you stagnant. said it, Jamie. I think you said it from the stage yesterday
2: um, during your closing. But you talked about accountability. Like yes. you can't hold yourself accountable.
0: It's a it's no, a farce. No. And
2: <laughs> and I think us three. I mean, Tyler, you shared your story, Jamie. I know you have your group of guys, and and I have mine that hold us accountable. But the thing about it is, like in the moment when you first start that accountability, it feels so great. You're like, yes, okay, yeah. like, this is really good. But then accountability really sucks. <laughs> like, uh, I was gonna say <laughs> it's not.
0: It's great when you're doing great. Yeah, it sucks when you're when yeah. You're not a like doing when you get that text
2: from from the guy or whatever is like, yep. hey, I noticed this. Hey, you said this. Like, what's up with that? You're like, just yep. can you butt out and can let you me leave have alone? Yeah. yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh wait, no, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I asked you to hold me
1: accountable. Yeah. yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, yeah, but man, it sharpens you. It grows you. Yes, for yeah. sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was watching uh, uh, someone who's who spoke at the leadership summit, it was the the woman that, that uh, I can't remember her name, uh, but she's the body language expert. Yes. So the oh, teaching team, yeah, yeah. we looked at a video that she did on, on uh, body language and what it communicates and that kind of stuff. And so I subscribed to her channel and she had this one on accountability and I watched it on Saturday. And that was pretty much the bottom line is personal accountability requires someone outside of your person. (laughs) Otherwise, there is is no accountability. accountability. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because it's easy to lie to yourself. Oh, yeah. It's easy to make a promise and say, you know, tomorrow morning I'm going to get up and go running and I'm going to eat well tomorrow. And then you wake up and you're like, you know what? I don't really feel like... Pass. Yeah, pass. pass. And uh, I'm going to stop at Burger King on the way into work, you know. And uh, I'll start tomorrow. But if you have someone who's expecting you you know, at the gym at seven, it's harder to do that. Stinking Wawa. Right. They put out these breakfast sandwiches every day. Everywhere too. Yep. And they're everywhere. <laughs> oh. Yeah, everywhere you turn.
2: And you're like, oh, those probably aren't good. No, they're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. wanted to get a coffee and get out of there. I know. It's hard to do. <laughs> now I mean a sausage and cheese. <laughs> yeah.
0: Is that what you did today?
2: <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, good for uh, you. I didn't go well, because I didn't go to Wawa. There uh, yeah, you I would've. <laughs> <'Cause laughs> I made coffee at home. Well, I didn't. Jamie made coffee. Of course you did. <laughs> Sorry, babe, if you're watching this. <laughs> you made it.
0: Um, so Tyler, you talked about, uh, another part of your journey of just getting in touch with your own feelings. So that's, I mean, that is part of it, right? You can't, you can't grow relationally with someone else if you're, yep. if you're on the sidelines, right? You have to, you have you to have get to in touch with what's going on with your own self to be able to engage with someone else in their self. Right. Yep. So you walked us through the three emotion word exercise. Can you talk about that just a little bit and tell us how that's helped you,
1: man? Straight pain, painful. <laughs> Good lord, man! So my counselor, as yeah, you know, I say it all the time. She called me emotionally constipated, and she said, "I'm going to help you with that." You yep, know, yep. Emotional prune juice. She she didn't say that, but yes. So for me, just a little backstory. Just growing up, never shed emotion much. Never really got into that. And so it got to the point where I didn't even really give myself permission or a chance to feel anything when it came to bad stuff that was happening in my life. Yeah. And so just kept just kept going. Yep. Just
0: put your head down. Put push your head forward.
1: down. Keep and push forward. And I thought that was the thing to do. Yep. And so this just helped me to actually say, man, when my tire popped, that was terrible. Like I didn't yeah. like that. It made me it stressed me out because I got to get to work. I'm late. You know that kind of thing. And I think it just helped me. Over everything else, to just be aware of my own emotions and other people's emotions, and to be able to say, "Man, like he's stressed out," and that's we can go there and actually talk about that, and yeah. that's probably due to something else that's backed up. We can get, you know keep keep going and mm-hmm. really, yeah, it just opened up another world to me mm-hmm. to be able to say, "Man, I'm stressed out right now. I'm probably depressed. Like I'm and and just yeah, be okay with." being able to share emotions and inviting people into that, yeah is really good
0: um is that something you still practice with karina uh
1: i s- i so I have to I should have retracted something that I said on stage. I don't do it in the same way yeah. all the time, but now I can actually just talk and do it in the same way that I'm doing the emotion wear exercise so yeah. if she asked me how my day was i just I can talk about my day and share different things and not just say it was a good day yeah. every single time yeah. and it wasn't sometimes
0: right. Before we started the podcast, I I was going through three <laughs> words to describe my morning, and Sam was, Sam was, th- I was encouraging you. No, it I feel like uh, I feel like it was taking too long. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just wasn't ready for. I, I I didn't know we were just jumping right into it on Monday morning. Oh, I I wanted okay. the message to settle <laughs> okay. in a little longer. I got longer. you. <laughs> I you go. got you.
0: All right. Yeah. Um. Well, thank you for all of that. I yeah. I really appreciate it. It was a great message, and um. We have a, a new series getting ready to start this week called yep. Money Talks. Let's go. Let's go. And Let's uh, I love teaching on money. It's one of my favorite topics to teach on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you do it all the time. Every Sunday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Haven't done I'll it in a long while. Money. So, um, yeah. But I really feel like, and I'll talk about this on Sunday, but for those of you who are like, oh, man, uh, now I'm not going to come to church yeah. for a few weeks. <laughs> um, I would just say, like, it's one of the biggest felt needs it is. to address. Yeah. Like you can't get more practical than talking about money. We all deal with it. We all deal with the stresses of it. And yep. right now, with inflation as high as it is, and all of the stuff going on, it's yep. a bigger stressor on us than just about anything else. Yeah, it's, we
2: never know if we should promote it or not because if you promote it, then people know. Yeah, well, I don't want to. I don't want to show up because it's that yeah. accountability thing again. It's we're yeah. gonna give it, you're gonna give them tools. Yep. To be better, yep. <laughs> to be better stewards and oh, yeah. stewards. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> oh, that have been great. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: anyway, super excited for that, and um, that's starting this Sunday. So I hope that you will be here for that. So that's all we got time for today's podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, and who hasn't, please share on your social media feeds. Actually, a lot of people, <laughs> yeah, they've tuned out by now. Uh, leave us a positive rating and review. And honestly, just like share it with people, share the link with other folks. If you know someone who's going through something and what we talked about on here would be helpful to them, then be a friend and help them out, point them to a resource that would uh, help them to grow in their faith. And if you're in the Hampton Roads area, make plans to gather with us this Sunday services are at nine and ten forty-five. 45. And um, I know it's a holiday weekend. And so if you're not going to be here, Uh, Be sure to tune in on demand anytime after one o'clock. Our services will be on the Believers app, the website, YouTube channel is probably the easiest place uh, to find us, and be sure to subscribe there. uh, That way you don't miss any new content that gets dropped. Remember, don't do church alone. Invite someone to join you. Thanks for being here, friends. Let's do all we can to be loved this week.